So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Cookies with Aliens. I am Filipa. This is Astrid. Hi. <laughs> and today we were thinking about uh, starting this by talking about grounding, but then we kind of see where the conversation goes as usual. But um, yeah, it seems a very interesting topic because it's a very hot spiritual topic many times and there's a lot of perspectives about it but i don't know if you want to be the one starting with your ancestry <laughs> or should i <laughs> i i just can say that um in the whole spiritual world i guess is like you just said grounding one of the hottest discussed topics ever because everybody's telling you you have to be grounded you have to ground yourself you you are too much in the clouds you you are not really here and so on and so forth and i, I really i went through all those those conversations where so many people always told me oh you're so ungrounded and you're so you know so um so airy i don't know if you can say that you know so and you you're not even here and you can tell you don't even want to be here and and so i really i i forced myself to stamp with my feet on the floor and to jump around and to you know and i always was like but i mean what else can i do instead of you know i can pray i can i can do some affirmations and everything yeah. but um since I found out that it's really your soul who decides if you want to be grounded or not, mm -hmm. you with your, you, you know, with your mind can just think you want to be grounded. But if your soul doesn't, you can do whatever you like and you won't, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I think it's a, a really a definition thing again. Many times, probably, people are calling grounding to a lot of different things. Uh, and I, I really think they're talking about different things. For me, grounding is like having, like, feeling in the sense that you are part of Earth, that you are human, that you are living a human experience in some way. So maybe for me, it's more having access if you want to, like, a more logical approach or um, and it doesn't need to be like full into it but for example knowing that you're part of a society kind of following those rules of the society doing it in a balanced way that for me it's, is more the grounded part and in grounding yourself and uh, of course this can be made in different ways i think that kind of helps but it's it's like you say we when we come here to explore this new life it's like we we usually and most of us that really feel drawn into these spiritual topics we really like to go more into the clouds and to into the clouds and kind of explore the realms and that for me i don't think it's necessarily being ungrounded it's more ungrounded is, is more if you lose your anchor to the earth and if you completely focus yourself purely other on other dimensional planes that not also your own because i think the 
the main goal for many people here, of course, this might vary, is for you to kind of bring information that you need from there in order to live your life as a human. And that being the connection point, the grounding part. But uh, I'm kind of curious to know if you did something when people would tell you that, did you try different techniques? Did you try something specific? Yes. There are so many guided meditations, for example, which you can listen to and you, you get those visuals where you have to imagine um, roots going into the earth and uh, oh. out of your feet, feet chakras. And, um, you know, and if you stamp with your feet on the ground or if you, um, your, what is that? Um, it's your, your base chakra if yeah. you sit on the floor and you really you you have to like go a few centimeters with your butt you have to go a few centimeters up the floor and bump on the floor a few oh. times to activate your root chakra mm. so um, your roots will will be more likely starting to root yourself or to to ground yourself and that that was also something where I was like, that feels so stupid. That is so, but of course I really did. I, I would even say I really nearly did, did everything they tell me um, just to, to prove that I really wanted to, but on the same hand, I could totally feel and see that I didn't really want to. I mean, there, there was this, really this this mixture inside of myself that i always felt so much more drawn to the spiritual world to the you know fairies and elementaries and angels and and you know and and here to be surrounded by those grown-ups was always <laughs> for me like those t-shirt sayings don't grow up it's a trap and I always could feel there is something right with that because I really, but now since I know that you never have to grow up if you don't want to, if you feel that growing up means being too serious or too pragmatic or too whatever, then just don't and always follow your highest excitement, right? It's nothing else. Exactly. And, and again, I mean, although you, you choose to have a more childish childish perspective that it's not i mean it's just more a positive one if we think about it the more a lighter one it's what we define as being childish just because you're choosing to do that it doesn't mean that you can't connect to other people or other people's problems or seeing their perspective if you need to so again it's like a balancing thing so although you might be seen as more childish in that way it doesn't mean that you're not grounded <laughs> so it's yes. like i feel it's really separate things and um uh like and for example the the techniques that you were mentioning i was thinking that it's kind of curious because and I'm sure that it must work for a lot of people. It might be a good way to kind of help them. But it's, it's coming from still a place of uh, imagination and using your 
mind and imagination to, to kind of go there to find the grounding and it isn't using as much the body for me maybe grounding it would be really more activities where you really feel like you're moving your body and you're becoming more in sync with it um it, it always kind of reminds me uh the all of this grounding the martial arts and aikido like i practice aikido by the way <laughs> for some years and there are some techniques there that you make before class and during it that a lot of techniques kind of they they really say also if you picture kind of your feet having those roots on the ground and having that stable core and then but then you can you after that you kind of position your body in order to kind of take the blows in order in and you still be stable to kind of transform that so it's a really cool mix between that, but they always put the body in it. Even in those exercises that were much more spiritual, and Aikido has a bunch of those, um, like there was some that, even for me, I sometimes watch them because I still feel that there is something there that I'm not quite getting. But uh, in Aikido, there's this, this rowing movement that you do uh, sometimes before the, the practice itself that they say it's kind of like you really focusing on your core, on your navel and kind of mm -hmm. building up energy there. So then you can use it during the techniques and, and it's like you having that very stable center and at the same time gathering that energy in your body feeling all your body so that for me always reminds me more of like a grounding technique it's like including your body in the experience <laughs> mainly mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. exercising i think it's a really nice way of doing it or or dancing or something that just allows you to move while maybe having you can be imagining maybe some other thing, I don't know, but as long as your body is fully there and you're feeling it, for me, it's like a, sound, a sign that you are grounding yourself. And the natural yes. activities, I mean, maybe, maybe even drinking tea or a specific kind of tea maybe is more grounding for some people than some meditation exercises because i mean if you really feel the tea going through your your esophagus into your stomach it's like uh <laughs> including all of the experience <laughs> yeah, because that really makes totally sense because i think whatever makes you feel for example when you do exercise and you feel the heat mm -hmm. i really made the experience that feeling this heat is already kind of a grounding because yeah. if you're dancing you feel that if you drink hot tea or hot coffee or whatever <laughs> it really, and if you enjoy something very deeply it really like you said it's grounding you but that was something nobody ever told me i think Hyla yeah. was the one telling me that oh. and i was the first time in my life feeling that relief of oh my god i am 
already grounded. I never saw myself because nobody ever told me. Everybody was always telling me the opposite. So uh-huh. now she told me, you can never be not grounded because if you were, you wouldn't be here. Oh, so yeah. a, a part of yourself is in your body, even though it might not feel as grounded as others. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean you're not grounded. That just means that a bigger part of yourself is in higher realms. And um, like in, in she, she said to me, in your case, you will always be more in the higher realms than here on earth. Because um, as you probably also are, when, as soon as we, as we realize that we are multidimensional beings who chose to make some things here on earth, but at the same time have our duties and tasks on other planets at the same time. We yeah. can't totally be focused here because that's just not possible. I mean, for other people might be, for me, never was. And never, I never say never, but you know what I mean, I guess. Yeah. But, but again, I, I, and I have to say this, I do feel still that you are very connected to Earth. Either way, although you you are very connected to other realms, you when you enjoy, you can really enjoy having a normal life, and that for me is like the 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 main basic principle of kind of being grounded. It's like you're you're grounded in your environment, in Earth, in what Earth is giving you, and you're enjoying what Earth is giving to you, and you're giving back to it. You're in that cycle, so. For me, I, I completely disagree. I think you're very grounded. You just choose sometimes to focus there, or many times. But the Do you rem- your feet isn't on the ground. Do you remember maybe when we had that talk about elementals? And that was something which really was also very cl- clarifying for me. Um, channeling? It, it was a channeling and... Um, it was said that the elementals we have on earth yeah. are very grounded because they are from earth and mm-hmm. every planet has its own elementals which i already found like fascinating in such an immense way because um Heila told me that um there are elementals of every planet and from every planet they look totally different uh-huh. and here on earth they really look special because they have those greenish colors and bluish colors like the earth has mm-hmm. and um it's they are very grounded just per definition because they come from earth mm-hmm. but i mean if you think about an elemental you would never think it being grounded in a way so (laughs) and so when she said that to me i totally understood that being grounded or not does never has to do anything with being able living a normal and a beautiful life on earth it just means something per definition everybody makes on his own Uh uh-huh yeah and it's like in a way it's maybe it's like accepting that uh, that you are part of that too your role in the collective if we see it in a more spiritual way 
it's like you're accepting your part of a human experience in this earth because otherwise if you're not allowing yourself to be and of course in different degrees for different people but to feel your connection to words you're too spacey then there's always one side of that coin that is missing so you're kind of separating yourself from the collective there too <laughs> it's really <laughs> the final goal will be integration of everything <laughs> yes exactly so it, it's it's really interesting I, I really and there's so many things that we can really talk about this <laughs> yes please continue yeah I'm, i'm just trying to think where to start i like the exercising topic and exercising as grounding is something that kind of fascinates me we used to make this and and i do think that in a sense aikido really helped me it was my first step into the spiritual realm too there were a lot of things there that i heard that they just resonated with me and um for example i think it was in aikido once that our teacher just started reading sometimes he'd like to read random passages of like those those um uh chinese books and stuff like that mm -hmm. <laughs> and that uh, it was like a small story that i don't remember exactly what it was but at the end i think it was like a, a guy looking for god and that the the master said that god we are all god because god is all within us and that for for me was like oh i'm god and like, like i felt it, those chills it was like oh yeah <laughs> maybe in a very <laughs> ego way like yes i am god <laughs> but it kind of resonated you know and uh, and there were also some other things because he he liked to join the the spiritual again into the physical there and one of his techniques that really worked was if you uh, aikido is is very always flowing it's like you get attacked and then you 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 go to the you you fall into the floor you roll back and then you you attack back but it's kind of like it seems like a dance it's always uh, moving and so it can be very tiresome very quickly And you would always kind of push us to our limits because there's a point there where you, you can't, you really can't think. It's just, it's, uh, it shuts down. You get totally into your body and like you allow maybe in a very rare moment, your body to be your guide instead of your mind. Like it usually is you, you are being guided by your body and it's, really uh, it's it's kind of difficult for me always to get to that point but it's it's so curious because it's like your mind is kind of giving up but if you don't allow it and if you're like no they're just coming at me and i have to do something to to kind of defend myself of course it was just an exercise it's like your mind your mind gets to a point that it just gives up And instantly, when your body takes over, you feel this new rush of energy that it's like, it's so weird because it's, it's instant. And then you just flow so quickly. And so in those perfect timings that it's like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's so amazing. And, and when you stop it, 
even when you're trying to catch your breath, you still can't think for a while because it's like you just feel your body and like, oh, this was tiresome. And like, you, you really are into it. That's for me, it's like that pure grounding feeling. And I really like that feeling, but sometimes I'm kind of lazy to get there. <laughs> sometimes, many times. <laughs> I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think many people know what you're talking about, probably. <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, for those uh, more stubborn minds, it's like, ah, what, I, I will take control, I'm still here. It's like, oh, and, and the mind, although it's taking control, is like, this is too much, I can't take it, it's too much, I can't take it. And then it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> and then the body's like, don't worry, I'll save you. <laughs> It's really cool but uh, I mean ancient societies also use this and they use a lot of uh, martial arts because of this of this uh, mind-body connection mind-body-spirit kind of if you focus on each one of these but if all of them can take you to that unifying point so it's like you can start in any place if you want to mm -hmm. <laughs> I really find those martial arts extremely fascinating and I, I um, have to admit that uh, there was a time when I really wanted to know as much as I could about ninjas um, oh. but when I heard that they really have to treat babies already in such an awful way yeah. Um, just to make them become ninjas, uh, yeah. I couldn't stand it anymore. And then I, I really, I, I defocused myself totally from that. But I really found that so fascinating because I think for me, it's like those Shaolin monks who mm -hmm. really also go so deeply with the flow of everything that you could you you can see that their bodies really totally know what to do and the mind is like like you know like uh -huh. like this and maybe it's a it's a similar experience i don't know so much about aikido but for me i i always i just followed those chowlin and the ninja stuff because mm -hmm. this was just something again combinate in combination with magic while aikido was more in combination with with defense and everything and so yeah. i was of course more in that magical stuff but um i really guess that being grounded really just means that you can live a normal or awesome life just being yeah here and and accepting what is and being in love and mm -hmm. i don't know it's um really sometimes i even wish i could meet one of my old teachers who was always uh, discussing with me about being more grounded and everything just to to point out to them that maybe they're not as grounded as they think they yeah. are or they're not as happy as they might think they are yeah and um yeah and that's another thing because many times and we sometimes forget this because if something within us does believe that they're telling the 
the truth there. It's like we can see it, but it's always what other people say to you. It's always a projection, a projection of them. So mm-hmm. even if they can't see it yet, but mm-hmm. probably if they're saying you that you are ungrounded, it's either because they don't accept that they're ungrounded or they can't see the ungroundedness in themselves. There's always a, a part there for them to explore. It's like, why, why are you saying this? And why does it you being ungrounded in their definition affects them? True. <laughs> it doesn't need. I never thought about that, but that's true. Yeah. It's like, it, we are kind of on, on last video's topic now. It's like, it's always like a shadow work there. <laughs> it's a projection, a reflection. And that's also maybe it's like if, if you do think something very specific about someone in front of you, it's like, what are you telling yourself? Or what don't you want to see in yourself? <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> that is really but I let think me I just, uh, yeah i was just going to add a really quick thing i know if i start talking about aikido i can be here for hours <laughs> do so there's this because you were saying about the magic part and it's kind of curious because i think all techniques in, uh, in uh, all the um, oriental techniques even like chinese medicine if you go deep into the the initial teachings and you really listen to what they're saying they many times focus they they do blend all aspects together because for example one of the main points of aikido was that you didn't need force in order to to transform the other person because it's not there's not in aikido you can never attack you only receive and respond accordingly Mm -hmm. and especially if you're a girl practicing (laughs) and my my class really was mainly guys you can't use force since the beginning i mean because of course with force sometimes you can kind of mimic that you're doing the right exercise but if you don't have a lot of physical force the the other and you don't do it in that timing or in that precise way the other guy won't move <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just like <laughs> and so there's this uh, that they they kind of use the idea of you flowing your they call it chi your your internal uh, energy your your life source mm-hmm. in order to help you uh, also kind of throw back the enemies the friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one of the techniques for example was that they always would tell me to if I wanted to project someone if to to receive and then to have that time to to throw them away that I would kind of have to to blend the other person out like it's not this person in front of me it's like i'm just doing my thing and it kind of just comes along and goes but also that i shouldn't focus on my hands or in that 
point of contact. I should focus. And they would say, imagine that your, your arms are actually like six meters long or something. And so you, when you throw them, you really are reaching your arms to all of those, all of that length. So there's like this energy projection. And when you do that, even though it's in your imagination, you notice a big difference. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like also when they would grab you, that of course, if they have much more strength than you and, and there are certain angles that help, but if you again imagine that your arm isn't just this, but it's actually like really long, like stone, it just, it's much more difficult to move. It's a really mm -hmm. cool thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and True. it's this imagination and physical uh, merging here. So the spiritual and the physical, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we can all like, like really trying that. And um, I did that a few times, what you said, because I guess this is also something many teachers adapted in their own ways. And um, I learned, for example, that you can also make your finger as long as you wish. And um, for that today, I, I have to say sorry to all I did that, but I got that troll energy inside of me. And when I was sitting in a train, for example, I just made my finger like this and uh, imagine, it, imagine it would be like 10 meters long and I would just tickle somebody in the neck or, and they would really start scratching. And this is so, until I found out that is kind of black magical, um, I really had fun with that, and um, but now, of course, I have to excuse myself for that, but it really, everything is, is possible, everything, yeah. and this is, again, being an Avenger, if we want to, we just <laughs> have to use our imagination, whatever we like, we can do, be, have, whatever we want. Yeah, uh, it's so cool, because, again, it's like, people were already talking about this years ago. And it seems like people then just forgot about it. And, and when you go deeper into those, and why do they work? It's not, not only just the physical, logical, scientific part. There's a big component behind it too. That's like you, where you're projecting your thoughts. And if really like mind, body, spirit are aligned and working together, because if they are, it's just a, this exponential energy, like it's, it's like like you're an Avenger, like you're saying. It's it's such a big difference. It's so amazing. Like in in Chinese medicine, I remember also reading in a book because I only learned like the techniques of like uh, with the needles and stuff like that. Uh, but when I read one of the books, it's, they were saying that a big part of Chinese medicine is also for you to, if you can tell the, the person that you are helping, for them to kind of focus on the idea of their own qi, they also use the qi, to, to go to the affected part or, or just imagining flowing to the limb that's affected, that it mm -hmm. makes... It, it it helps the the treatment a lot and it's 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 really 
<laughs> it's like, but usually people don't, don't, it's like, it's too, too woo. -woo. So they don't include it. It makes such a big difference. <laughs> you know, even homeopathic is, you know, for so many people, it's just like you always say woo. -woo. And uh, I mean, even my dog chooses which one she wants to take. So if she, for example, um, hurt her ankle or so, uh, her ankle or something, ankle, mm -hmm. she really, I, I give her like three different um, to choose. And she goes with her nose, she goes through all three of them. And for one, she really, she puts her nose on and, and um, puts the, the bottle on the on the table so I, I know which one to choose and it really i mean it's a dog right so if there was just this placebo and everything it wouldn't really work i would guess and uh -huh. um, i had so many experiences with all those magical things where normal people would say it wouldn't work mm -hmm. that really for me nobody really nobody can ever ever tell me again there is no magic there is um just what we can see there is just what we can feel and and mm. i'm like no sorry it's not it's just everything is an illusion and we are the one deciding which illusion we want to have and if we want to have the illusion of having like avenger abilities we can probably so deeply work with that of course it probably means lots of work but i really believe deeply that it's possible it really everything is possible yeah definitely and the placebo effect is also so curious because yeah it's a big part of it i mean it just shows that um if you do believe that something is good for you, your body will make it so. It's like you, you remove the resistance that was preventing you from healing yourself, <laughs> in a way. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. just saying something is placebo in, in, in science, it's like it's the easy answer. It's like, oh, that's just placebo. Like, that's a thing. So it's not your mind creating it. It's not your body healing itself. It's placebo that it's just like something that happens that we have no idea actually what it is but it's but now it has a scientific definition so it's okay for you to say oh, it's not your mind it's placebo so what's placebo <laughs> exactly can you show me the substance of placebo please yes, yes. it's like and, and uh, because they have placebo and nocebo or something, it's the opposite. Like things that do you bad that shouldn't. <laughs> There's also that oh, version. <laughs> you were cut off. You, your oh. voice was cut off now. Uh, you you uh. were jumping. So maybe you can say that again, please. Uh -huh. I think it's like a placebo. There's also the version of, I think it's nocebo. But mm -hmm. I, I'll have, if it isn't, I'll, I'll put on the video. <laughs> I might be butchering a couple of words and concepts here, but it's like um, the opposite of placebo. It's also a thing, mm -hmm. something that's it's uh, you take something that's it's supposed to be good for you, but it does you harm. So, <laughs> ah, really? That's also, yeah, that's also exists. And it's like you don't know what it is, so it must be nocebo. 
Now it's scientifically studied. Okay, it's proven. It's it's a scientific thing. But it's like science has no idea what it is. But it's scientific, so it's okay. <laughs> and you know, about that, that is really also a topic which which follows my whole life because I am kind of a member of a very scientific oriented family. Mm. And so for me, I always heard something like it has to be proven so if it's not it's just you saying it yeah and um i mean if we just think about the people like tesla the people like einstein or whoever i mean there are plenty of them who invented something which before the people said it's impossible to do so it's yeah. impossible to invent light by by electronic devices electric electronic Elec yeah i think the same you can say electronic too <laughs> okay just uh, yes and and um or the the radio wa waves you know i mean that was so magical or even mm -hmm. i remember that that calling to somebody and seeing him or her at the same time on my on my phone or wherever was like like really spooky magic whatever science fiction would never work and mm -hmm. now everything seems so normal and um they they do like they always said it was normal they always said it uh, will be like that but yeah. they didn't and so it's probably the same today they tell you oh this will never be possible this is totally impossible and you're like oh maybe let's wait 50 years longer or 100 and you will see we will fly we will do that we will yeah. yes it's uh... It, it's so curious it's because maybe now here from our perspective that we know all of that is possible maybe some people could also be like uh they just didn't see all of the evidence that was saying that this was possible or like but i know if i was there i would kind of see it it's so easy you know <laughs> but then if you're in yes. the middle of that and you really have so many again you always have uh, proof that it doesn't work and you'll always find proof that it does work on some level because it's all part of all that is so where do you want to put your focus on it's always this and when it becomes to a point where the collective it's okay so it's possible and everything oh so i could always see that was possible <laughs> it's just like it it it's it, it's the part of conspiracy theory all also kind of disappears it's not yeah, but there were more evidences than the usual conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's like, there's not really, the, it depends. It's so, it, there's so much that we can say about this. It's like, it, I, I can also see that this could be kind of scary for some people because there isn't really one truth. So it seems suddenly that your ground is taken away from you. So what should I believe now? It's like, find out by yourself. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, we all know that from quantum physics, it always depends on the viewer. Whatever mm -hmm. you, you perceive is because you are the perceiver. So yeah. it's really, I mean, this is also 
now again we're at Einstein who wanted to 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 give proof what we also discuss so often um, that the moon is still there when he when he um, looks away and the other part which was it who the, wanted to prove that it's gone when you uh -huh. when you turn your back around yes exactly it's and and even with that of course much more people are now getting also aware into the quantum part of everything but there is still a lot of people that really don't they don't even like to many to focus their attention there because it's there's so many unexplainable things that usually they just go more towards the what's more grounded and it's kind of a thing that i mean science is supposed to study the mystery in order to make some sense of it but sometimes it seems that scientists and of course not all not all of them otherwise we wouldn't progress but many it's like they they are so into the mainstream that's like oh but that's too unknowable for me to to miss oh my english here today is <laughs> loathing i would help you but i don't know what you want to say and maybe i don't even know the words either <laughs> too mysterious was what i was trying to say it's mm -hmm. too mysterious so we'll just focus here and they they build up from theories that already have some grounded grounding it's like not completely from zero it's like so we'll just add to this but if someday and that's maybe also an ego part there if someday someone comes maybe like einstein and they say, says it's maybe it's not exactly like this mr einstein maybe there's this quantum world it feels like maybe your life now it doesn't make meaning anymore so i i put so many focus on this and everything seemed to be to make so much sense and now you're just saying it's almost like it might feel for many people like you're they're stabbing you personally it's like yes it becomes a part of your ego <laughs> yes and, and you know there were now two sci scientists um who who kind of have proven that we're not that it's not even possible that we live in a holographic world yeah. that we live in a hologram they proved it you know for them they said that if um that that for that being even in any way being possible um you would need some calculator which is impossible to even build and i'm like oh maybe you're just putting your focus on the wrong or on the yeah. you know and yeah. uh, they prove they have proven it and they made a big article about it and maybe if i find it you can put it under the video but that was for me again like oh okay they they have proven that homeopathic does not work they have proven that we are not living in a hologram mm -hmm. they have proven that this does not exist that fairies don't exist and i'm like i mean it always depends um but of course people like that are for me not the easiest ones to talk to mm -hmm. but sometimes i even feel such a big challenge to do so uh -huh. and um, one of the best friends of my brother he's um, 
he, he tries to win the Nobel Prize. He's a double doctor and a professor. Whoa. And uh, he works at the charity in Berlin. And he's really one of those brains, I would say. And for him, really, it is like, if it is not being testable or provable, it does not exist. So for him, him I am also the biggest challenge ever, you know. And yeah. uh, last time we met, it's like four years ago, he was like, so I heard you believe in unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> I was really looking at him and I was like, yes, I do. And um, of course, I can't prove to you that they exist, but I still do. And he was really looking at me like he did not know what to say now. And of course, I also did not want know what to say because what should I do? Like ask a few unicorns to please come over and, and show. <laughs> but um, sometimes I just think it does not even matter. It's just about, about being the proof that you can believe in it, even if you can't see it. So... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so amazing. It's so badass. It's like, I really admire that because it's like, yes, I do. I mean, the guy is trying to win the Nobel Prize. <laughs> yes, I do believe in unicorns. So it's so, so a strong <laughs> conviction. I, I really, I really appreciate it because it's also in a way very because i do know now i'll say it's it's very egoless egoless in a way because for you even like it's like maybe maybe even if they would gather this million proofs like unicorns don't exist it's like it makes you happy so you don't even care if they're like always saying that you're wrong it's just it's like i don't care, <laughs> like, I don't care. thinking yes. unicorns exist makes me happy so it's it's kind of that's why i was saying is an egoless thing you're not putting your identity on the fact that this is your life now and if unicorns don't exist you'll die with them <laughs> <laughs> In that moment, while we talk about it. Yes. But, yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I wanted to say something about it. Kind of just slipped. Uh, Maybe I can, I, can, um, I can put something in between. Because uh -huh. I really, for me, I don't need to really see them to have the proof that they are, for me, at least their energy is real because I was in the emergency room in the hospital um, a few years ago when my, my mother was really, it does not matter, but there it was really everybody around us was really suffering and everybody around us, if you were crying, you know, you know how it looks like in those emergency rooms in the hospital. Yeah. And um, my mother also was really trying to not cry, to not, and I really, I, I was so, you know me, and for me it was so dense everything, and I, I went to the toilet and I cried there because I did not want to cry on the, in there. Mm -hmm. And then in that middle of my desperation, I really 
was begging the unicorns, as I know that they bring lightness and happiness into the rooms. I really was praying, like, please, if you do exist, please, I really need your energy right now. Please, can you fill this whole place up with your energy? And um, I went back out of the toilet into that, that place. And really, it, you, you won't believe it, but it was like, really like somebody moved something there and the people started smiling some 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 nurses were coming and uh, wanting to lift the people up around them the doctors seemed to work quicker and everything moved faster and it was really like magic for me and we were in there in two within two minutes after i did that and so for me like you just said it does not matter if it's real or not but just that helped me so much that i would always um recommend to everybody who needs that just to try it and see what happens right yeah because i guess uh, everything is god in the end everything is energy so if it doesn't matter really if it's a unicorn, if it's an E.T., if it's a, a spirit guide, a non-physical spirit, if it's, if it's nothing. At the end, it's all the same. You know, it's like, why, why put so many strict uh, labels sometimes on everything? It just seems that it makes things so extra complicated and it doesn't need to. <laughs> it's like... Like the, the thing uh, sometimes say, Phyla, I find out when she comes, she's not an ET, she's a dancing elephant or something. I don't care, Hyla, I love you anyway. <laughs> Maybe it was my filter thinking you were a hot blonde or something. <laughs> curious to meet them now more and more and more as more you talk about that because as I also just know your drawings and your description of them I really of course I also made my pictures but I really I would have loved to know you by then because by then the unicorns elves and everything like that was much more present to me than aliens was at that uh -huh. where at that time and so now I really probably would do something else. But like you said, it, it never matters how they look or how they are. It, it's the energy they, they bring to you. It's the energy you, you are calling. And um, this is also something for the people who sometimes want to comment under our videos wherever that uh, there are those bad ETs and they come and get us and everything. And I really want to add again and again that it, it depends on who you are and what are you expecting to see. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, it's probably with everything the same. It's, it's uh, mm. if you go out and you really expect that a brick is falling right next to you, probably something like that might happen yeah exactly even if it doesn't come necessarily as the brick but the effect of the the brick you'll probably feel it in some other way <laughs> exactly exactly De depends on how you're 
how your mind is translating it for you yeah. to, to really to make you get this feeling. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's so, it's like, life is, I think, so much simpler than what we made it. In a way, it's like, there's there's these deep holes that you can in certain topics that you can really go deep into those and you'll always find it seems like the evidence just comes together and everything makes more and more and more and more sense and in a way i think we with our purely focusing collectively on a scientific part or a more logical apparently we're kind of into one of those holes that you just mm -hmm. stop seeing the other things that wouldn't make your theory as strong. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like exactly. in all kinds of theories and, and in all kinds of perspectives. There will always be the other point. It's like a duality. Nothing is as solid. Even even the theories themselves are saying nothing is solid. No, there's not only one truth. It's how you wish to see it that creates your experience. At the end, it's all because of the experience that we kind of do this, that we're playing this game. <laughs> yes, and it also always depends on why we're here, what we wanted to explore. Yeah. And how quick we decided to explore it if we decided to to really have a long life with just a few small things in it um to lighten us up then it will be like that but if we decided to have the fireworks of explosions always around us then it will be like that and so yeah. i really think it's um I guess that everybody who ever made the experience like you do with channeling or um, astral traveling, soul traveling, whatever, can really feel that it's, I mean, there is nothing solid, like you just said, because mm -hmm. what is it then? What is it that makes you know things you can't know? Yeah. What is it that makes me by traveling see things i never saw before i mean do we have so much fantasy that we just invent stuff which we never saw how can that even be possible and so yeah. just by thinking about that it already flashes your brain or you know and so yeah. for me it's i would love to really have deep discussions with people like that just to to also just put a few small things in their way of thinking just to help them maybe see things different as they maybe can help me see things different also uh-huh because also if it's just it's your it's just from your mind it's not anywhere else i was kind of thinking this now you're mentioning i was imagining it's just your your brain creating all sorts of uh, uh, I'm thinking a lot of Portuguese names for this experiences the, the synapses I think it's in English too like the the electrical impulses the of the neurons creating mm -hmm. because it, trying to explain what imagination is for example that maybe you're just imagining 
You're just mm -hmm. creating in your brain. What is it then? It's just your neurons are talking with each other through electrical impulses. Yeah. And so what does that mean? How does that create it? It's like, and how is that always that any different from all of the other things that you are experiencing? Isn't that also electric impulses, what you are seeing right now and what you're experiencing right now? It just goes deeper. So the scientific explanation, sometimes it's so easy to peel off because underneath it, everything is just an entire, it's the biggest mystery and you'll never go to the bottom of it because there's no end. And there is no bottom, really. Oh, yes. I mean, if you yeah. think about it. <laughs> there isn't yes. any bottom. So, but yes. so, look, right on time. Wow. Exactly. I just <laughs> thought exactly the same thing. We're really kind of perfect today. Without mm -hmm. any construction works disturbing us or somebody around you screaming or... Yes, yeah. was nice. Strangely enough. But... Uh, so let's finish this. <laughs> um, just uh, thanking everyone for your comments, for your interactions and reminding you that we have an Instagram that you can also follow us there. And uh, yeah, thank you. And thank you, Astrid. Thank you, Filippa, so much. Thanks yeah. to everybody out there and uh, have a wonderful week. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>